Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Howdy, all, from balmy Buffalo. Um, Can everybody just stop complaining? It's the winter. I, I know, I know. It, 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 I wish people would stop complaining about that. I wish people would stop complaining about the attendance right now because uh, and you know I mean it's justified you know people are looking at the first two days and they see that you know Canada played Slovakia yesterday and the crowd was yeah. sort of underwhelming but okay it's a it was a Wednesday night with the temperature in the single digits yeah. and I continue to say and we'll we won't we'll find this out on Friday I think that the outdoor game the effect of the outdoor game is to suck the money from the other preliminary games. Yeah, and, and look, the outdoor game is not going to sell out. We know that. No, no, they're closing. I best they're closing off the upper deck. I think they limited the the seats to forty to forty thousand. So you're probably going to have a lower bowl. Well, and that makes sense because they're shoveling out seats anyhow. People are getting paid eleven bucks an hour to do it. Right. right. <laughs> but but see, but then you can get out there, Mike, for eleven bucks an hour if you yeah, want to yeah, make extra no, 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 I'm not going to. No, I'll probably die in those seats if that happens. No, but 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 that see, I think that's the that's the cause. Hey, of you that. could have died in no seats at any one of a number of Bills losses over the years. I don't go to Bills games. I'm not stupid. Um, no, but I, I think that I think that's the cause and effect. Which, you know, we've had three Canada Canada or U.S. games, and the attendance for all three of them have been underwhelming. I think that the dollars went towards that outdoor game, and then. Mm -hmm. And and I talked to somebody yesterday, and they said these crowds are comparable to what were in Toronto and Montreal a few years ago. So I mean, and I don't know what funny thing. Everybody, while they're they're making a big deal out of nothing, I'm getting texts. What time is the game on Friday? What time is that outdoor game? People are going to watch that game. Yes, three three p.m. Folks, three p.m. Yes. Uh, two two things two things about you know just. Um, you know about the world juniors or just observations or things that I thought were humorous <laughs> yesterday. Um, anybody who knows the the press box in in Buffalo knows that it's cold. Yeah, but you know, and I got my first taste when I first got my first got a credential for an NHL game. It was in Buffalo. I went to this a Leafs Sabers game. This was maybe three three four years ago, and. A reporter for at that time Sportsnet walks into the press box wearing a parka. Now I thought obviously he's going to take it off and put it on the chair. No, no, no. He kept the parka on. He kept the the earmuffs on. And I, I would do that. Like he, it was that cold, Russ. You had you really had. Oh no! Listen, I go to Baker Rink. Baker Rink is colder. Trust me, there is no insulation in Baker Rink. Well, here's here's the thing. I will go there with with the parka. But I'll also have like a pullover, like I just got a Columbia pullover, right? That's got a little bit of, little bit of uh, insulation in there, and I'll wear like a long sleeve shirt under that, and I'll wear that, and I'll run around the building with that, and then I'll put on my Parker when I leave. Trust me. So and now, I, will I have gloves on? It's possible, but you know, I'll probably have my hands in my pockets. No, no, I I have the gloves with the fingerless gloves. Yeah, I've got I've got 
texting mittens, same thing. Yeah. It's like you, you could, they're fingerless and then you put it, you'll pull them over and then yeah, it's, I, you know, I, have, I have the exact same thing. The, 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 yeah. the top half of the glove yeah. folds over and it's got Velcro on it. it it's yeah. a little, cl you know, clumsy. It is. Mine doesn't have Velcro. It's got a little loop. But yeah, those things I started to use when I started to cover winter classics because yeah. of the texting and wanting to keep up with the information but not wanting to freeze to death. But but it, it was it was in unison. It was like I had my my long winter coat on, and uh, yeah. other reporters that I know, they all of them had their jackets on. One had one had their toque on, and to the point, Russ, I went to the the not the concession, but I went to the apparel store at Key Bank Center looking for, you know, I wanted to get an IIHF, you know, World Junior hat. The emblem has got buffalo yeah. on it. It's real nice. I wanted to get a hat. Going to want to take a guess how much the hat was going for? 35. 40 bucks. Wow. Needless to say, I was not wearing a hat in the press box. Um, the the, the other Yeah, the other the other uh, little amusing note. Um, during the game, it was Canada and Slovakia. It was a six nothing game. We'll just talk about it briefly after we start the show. But um, you know, Canada, Slovakia is I think in the bottom third of this tournament in terms of talent. Yeah. Um, they they really didn't match up well with Canada. Their goalie played pretty decently, but Canada, oh, okay. yeah, Canada just was skating them into the ice. And Canada gets up a couple goals, and we start to hear their goal song, and their goal song. Is a cover version of a song from the early '60s, which was most prominently used on the movie *Dirty Dancing*. Well, I was a I was an usher at a movie theater when *Dirty Dancing* was out, and it's one of the most annoying movies ever made. Uh, and it just you know just to me a terrible movie, but I'm sure other people love it. Um, I think it was Jordan Cairo comes out after the game. And one of the reporters said, what do you think of the goal song? And he says, I think we're changing it. <laughs> and the thing is, somebody else asked him uh, who decided on the goal song, and he would not throw either a teammate or right, a right. coaching staff under the bus. But, right. but they're changing the goal song, especially for – I mean, Russ – I was going to boycott the Canada-Denmark game on Saturday if they didn't change that goal song because hearing that thing 12 times yeah, yeah. was pretty annoying. Anyway, all right, let's get the show started. Hello, Hockey World. Today is Thursday, December 28th, 2017. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Michael Agello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Um, so let, we'll just talk briefly about the game last night. It was not much of a game. Uh, Canada, as I said, won, won 6 nothing over Slovakia. They're now 2-0 and in the World Junior. Uh, the U.S. play tonight against Slovakia, which um, for first, Canada, Russ, I mean, they, they're emphasizing the fact that they're a multifaceted offense, and you could really see that. Yesterday they relied on mostly on their power play. They got three power play goals. Uh, guys like you know Kairu, Sam Steele, you know uh, Taylor Radish, a lot of offensive talent, but there's not one superstar that the, is the focal point of that team. No, I mean I would say Radish is probably the hottest right now because you know he he's he's scoring goals like from crazy places. He had that goal the other day where you know it was almost like uh, a Caddyshack knocking it in the uh, what was his name Ty Webb. It was yeah. almost like a Ty Webb shot. 
just the way he sort of turned around, hit it, and it just went in. You it know, and knuckle, it was a knuckleball. It was a knuckleball. Yeah, and it shocked Pekalukin. And then yesterday, he, I think he was in the crease for the deflection. Like yeah. he's everywhere. So so Radish is is great right now, and they and they need that. Cairo is he's like the glue, but he's never going to be like a high scoring guy. Steele no, was no. right place, right time, which is usually what Sam Steele is. And yeah. so he got a nice deflecting, a nice goal off a rebound, rather. And but yeah, I, I'm still not overwhelmed by their offense. No. I'm underwhelmed. No, and and that's and that's that's why I think they're emphasizing their, you know, all, all four lines in the first two games have scored at least a goal. Their power play yeah. is operate operating at a fifty percent clip. Everything yeah. is going well right now, but you know, and they played. You know, Finland is a pretty decent team, although they played badly. I think Finland was a skew in that game. I'm expecting to see better things. Right, I'm going to see them today at, at noon. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I, I know one of the concerns right now is Jake Bean took a big spill into the end boards. Yeah. I think it was late first period or early second. Yeah, early second, and uh, he came off the the ice. Now they said he didn't have to go into concussion protocol, and he came in came back later in the game. But he, you know, I mean, he's a little uh, wobbly, and Clegg was scratched because of an injury. So going in, you know, the, now they're you know and, now they have to rely on Fabro and hope he's a hundred percent. Right, and they and they apparently yesterday, looking at the uh, time on ice, they stepped back a little bit on Fabro because they used him more that they want than they wanted to against Finland because right. he was killing penalties. So you know, you're the coach of uh, of, uh, of of Canada, Ducharme, was yeah. saying that all of them are available, all of them are day to day, so there's no danger. Yeah, of course, they're all available, but you know, this is the worry for me for Canada is that outdoor game. You get one good shot against the boards. Right. Like, you know, if Bean happens to have that same kind of shot, if it's outside, right. then it's a bad scenario, worse than it is now. And so they're already a little banged up. Yeah. I mean, just go back to that, what was it, 2012 uh, Philly in Rangers in um, the outdoor game? I think it was 2012. Okay. Uh, maybe 2013. When Yager got that one hit against the boards, he never came back. He had literally, I think he had one shift in that game as a flyer. Hmm. And so, you know, that's that's what you worry about in these outdoor games. And it, it can really affect the tournament. Now, Descharmes didn't think it would be it's gonna be a big disadvantage, but I, I think it could be the fact that for some strange reason the US, who, you know, I, I would assume has some control over the schedule. Um, you know they played the they played on the first day and they and they walloped them. It was 2012. All right, it, it's early, so my my brain's working, but it's not working. Fantastic. Yeah, they they walloped Denmark on day one. Now they play Slovakia at 8 p.m. on the day before the outdoor game. So they're going to be getting done about 10 10:30. You know, I know they're a bunch of young kids and they they have a bunch of energy, but I think that Canada with a day off, it, you know, it'll be third game in four nights, and it'll be same thing for us for the us but playing a game at 8 p.m before playing the outdoor game i think is going to be a disadvantage for for the us and they're probably going to go with ottinger tonight in goal uh, and then probably it looks like ottinger has been been the guy who's tabbed for the 
outdoor game, but maybe Swayman no, goes. No, again. no, I think Ottinger's playing tonight. I think Walls. Oh, he's playing tonight. He's not playing the outdoor. Walls playing the outdoor. Okay, so then maybe Swayman's going to play against the uh, the Slovaks. I, I, that's that's maybe what so, I would do. You think you think Ottinger's the third? I mean, I, I, no, I, no, no, no. If oh, wait, there's, no, there is only two games. I'm I'm getting lost in games there. Yeah, so. No, Ottinger. No, Ottinger will play against the Slovaks, and then and then Wall will play against uh, Wall will play against Canada. Like he yeah, will play year. against Canada. Now, what's the next game after that? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I, know. That's the one I'm thinking. Maybe they would use Swayman if, if it's a game that means nothing. Yeah, depending on who they play. I think mean, that was since they're playing in the same div- division as uh, as Canada, it would probably be Finland. Um, I'd have to look up, look it up, but uh, yeah, uh, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's get to the NHL, and have to start off with this. I mean, because it's 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 we can't continue to say, oh, this is totally unexpected. This is surreal. It's now to the point where we're at, almost at the new year, and the Vegas Golden Knights are leading the Western Conference with fifty points. They win last night four to one over Anaheim. I saw the post game commentary. Randy Carlisle wasn't too happy with the way his team performed, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Russ. Where was that game played? Um, I, th- I believe it was in Anaheim. It was in Anaheim, so that's that's a big win for Vegas. Yeah, and it, I, you know, Gibson was in goal, so it wasn't you can't right. write it off on on Ryan Miller. And I saw I saw one of the Vegas goals as I was writing something last night, and uh, Josh Manson just gives up the puck along the boards, and William Carlson. Um, you know, it was a turnover, and the Vegas Ford fed it to William Carlson in front of the net, and 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 Gibson had no chance. I mean, the, that's the thing that's the most surprising here. I mean, we thought, okay, there's a couple of good players like Marcheseau and you know Neil right. had a history, but William Carlson really, you know, they're really I always like William Carlson, I, and I guess he really did need that just that chance to to shine on his own. I I always thought very highly of him, and but he never really had that chance, and that's the thing. The one thing about Vegas is. Everybody's getting this chance now. Yeah. Again, we'll see if it continues, but it is an amazing thing right now. I mean, well, it, it, it is. I think McPhee is gonna. I think he's probably a shoe in for GM of the year right now. Either him. Yeah, or he Mc... pretty much could. You, you could pretty much phone that one in. I mean, that's. Yeah. No matter no, what. That, yeah, I know. Now, Malcolm, now Malcolm Subban played last night. I think. I think now he's eight and two or nine. It's either eight and two. No, I think he's got. I think he's nine wins. Nine now. and two. Let's say nine and two. And now here's That's what I'm telling you. It's it's amazing. And you pick him. You pick him up off of waivers, and you know that people criticized them for trading Calvin Pickard, and then they had all those injury yeah. problems. But you know, now you've got Flurry. Now you're set up with your potentially goal goalie of the future in Subban. Yeah. This frees you up next year. If Flurry doesn't want to stay there long term with a year with going into the final year of his contract, of you, you know, reaping the whirlwind in terms of a trade, if you want to trade yeah. Flurry, because there's so many teams out there looking for a number one goaltender. Oh yeah, I mean they could trade him at the draft if he decides he wants to get traded, and and they would get quite a bit. No, this is this is good news for Vegas. I mean, look, and Brandstrom looks great in the World Juniors. So that's yeah. good news for Vegas. Yeah, Br- Br- Brandstrom made a pass in that first game, and I, I know it's against Belarus, but Brandstrom made made a pass. I think it set up it was setting up Leas Anderson for a goal. Yeah, that like everybody in you know there's fifteen hundred people in the Harbor Center. Everybody went. <gasps> I mean, it was just yeah. like you know, oh my god, you know, oh my god, what a everything's coming up aces, Mike. Yeah, yeah. 
they should change change their name to the Las Vegas 21s. Yeah. Um, the Boston Bruins are arguably the hottest team in the NHL right now. The break didn't stop them. They beat the Senators 5-1. And Dude, if you look- there was a guy a while back when the Bruins wasn't it wasn't going that great that said I think the Bruins will be in the thick of it, and they'll be fine. And yeah, I don't know who that was. He doesn't know anything, probably. Um, but uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. they're they're fine. The young talent is what's really that. That's what kept them going, and that's what's really energized them. I think. Well, yeah, and and like if you look at the box score yesterday, I mean, you know, Dalton Heinen, uh, uh, Bacchus, who's back from injury. Uh, Grizzlick with a couple assists. I mean, they're getting they're getting comfortable. That's what I'm saying about Grizzlick. He just needed a chance. He's a really good offensive defenseman. But it, it wasn't Pasternak. It wasn't Bergeron. It wasn't Christian. Right. I mean, we've seen this team in the past where it was those it was that number one line. You know, sometimes with Pasternak on that number one line doing all the scoring. And if they get a, di- a diversified offense, if they get some secondary scoring, they're going to be tough. Now, you know, no team is going to stay as hot as they are right now. But they're healthy. They're hot. They're playing well. They're now tied with Toronto, and they've got a few games in hand on them. Toronto plays their first game back tonight against Arizona. So, um, you know, it's going to be a battle between them and, and Toronto for second and third place, and there's just a wide gap between them and the rest of the Atlantic division. So that I think that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, Nico Heeshear scores a couple goals for the Devils, yep. star of the 2017 World Junior. Uh, and they – I'm going to stop you there because this is funny. Yeah. So I'm on – I do my weekly spot on Sirius yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I get asked the question, are the Devils for real? Mm-hmm. And, and I said they are for real, and I explained why. I said Brat is still going to be good. I said I can't tell you if Gibbons is going to keep scoring goals like that. I can't right. tell you. I said, but I can tell you that Nico Hishier has another gear, and we haven't really seen it yet because he's a young guy getting used to the league. Well, now I think we're starting to see the other gear in Nico Hishier. Yeah, and it, it was it was very noticeable that early in the year. I mean, he was he was scoring, he was contributing, but he wasn't. It wasn't at a real high pace. And Brat, you know, jumped out of the starting gate, and I think had five goals in the first like week and a half. Right. Brat slowed down a little bit, but he's still contributing. And now yeah. he has become more comfortable. And yes. they, they they get Vatten in in the trade with Anaheim. He scored yep. yesterday. Vatten, I mean, he got top four ice time with Anaheim. He's going to get top two ice time with the Devils. And oh, that's yeah, the Devils are now, a, you know, a real threat in the Metro. And you can't count them out of anything. And they are going to knock out at least one team who you thought might have, you know, not you personally, but people thought might have made it instead of the Devils. And, again, is it the Islanders? Is it, you know, somebody's getting knocked out because of the Devils because I think they're making it. Yeah, all f- all five or both wildcard teams are coming from the Metro. I mean, I I had yeah, I early in the season I wasn't sure if that was happening, and and then and that's only because I said I knew the Bruins would wake up, and now the Bruins have woken up to the point where it's still not going to happen because they they right. just they rocketed it up. So now I think it will all come out of the. But metro. the contributing factor there is the downfall of the Canadians and the Senators. I mean, everybody thought that they would be well, the Senators. They're, they're done. I mean, yeah, I, and we'll talk about them in a sec. Well, yeah, we, we actually, excuse, excuse me, we they were they were the ones who lost to the Bruins, right? But, yeah, no, I mean, and I think I think Ottawa's set up right now, not not in the sense that they're going to trade Carlson in season, but I think you're going to see some pretty big names move out of Ottawa. I mean, there's a obviously with the comments of of uh, Melnick before the break and their their financial situation and the fact that now they're not winning. 
Um, you know, you could see a Stone who's an RFA. You could see a CC who's an RFA. You could see yeah. Hoffman with with the years left in his contract being moved out. So, um, and if you know, if there's somebody out there who would be willing to take on Dion Phaneuf's salary or Bobby Ryan's salary, that might happen as well. So, I think I think I think Pierre Dorian has got the uh, has got his uh, phone on the hook, waiting for somebody to ring. I think so too. I, I think that's where they're at right now, and. You know, it's a shame. I, I think I may have picked Ottawa to make the playoffs, just mm-hmm. make it, and they're not going to. And so this is going to be a year of transition for them. It's well, gonna, I, you know, I picked them to finish 30th last year. I was off by a year, maybe off by a place or two, but yeah. my prediction finally coming true. Um, okay, now the Islanders are, I believe, they're still the second highest scoring team in the NHL. Um, their goaltending is ranked at the bottom of the league. Um, in spite of that, I think I saw a stat that Halak was six two and two in his last ten games. But I, I I think that's based more on the on the offense covering up for his sort of subpar goaltending than it is Halak standing on his head. Um, right. The Islanders were very lucky yesterday. Now I didn't see this game; it was going the same time as Canada Slovakia. But Sabers were leading late two to one. Um, Josh Bailey scores with a little over a minute to go, but the play goes on because they didn't know whether the puck went over the over the goal line or not. They stop the play, they review it, he gets the goal, they tie up the game late, and then Matthew Barzell apparently um, deked out Bristol Lane and so bad that it broke his ankles. Um, for, yeah, it was for- a great shot. It was a great wrist shot. I, I mean, does that goal happen if it's five on five? Probably not. But that's the that's what happens in three on three. Barzo gets that little bit of extra room, and once he shakes off, you know, Ristolainen, and that's all he's got. I mean, that's so he had you know a fairly open shot, and there you know there was nothing Leonard could do about it. But apparently, in that game, Leonard complained about that goal that got reviewed yeah. after the game about Toronto. But there's a picture of him with the, with the glove in the net, and it's over the line. Right. So he, you know, it's just that's well, frustration now. Okay, let me bring that up because, and I didn't make a big deal of it because before the break, because in the end Toronto won the game. But the play in the Toronto game where Lundqvist was in the in the goal, the right. puck was found in between his pant and his pad, his right it, pad. Yeah, it got sucked into that top crease in his pads. Right, and the thing was, he was inside the goal. But they so didn't another, have any sight of the puck. The difference what? is, did they the have glove, any sight of the puck with Leonard? It was yeah, on his with glove. Leonard, you knew it was in his glove. Okay. Like where Lundqvist, you you didn't know for sure whether it's in his pads, and so therefore you can't call it because you don't have empirical evidence. Now we only knew that it went in through the pads after like twelve replays, and then they actually got it out. Even Lundqvist didn't know where that puck was. Right. But I mean, that was crazy. That was- well, well, when they found out where the puck was, and then you saw that his entire body, other than his head right. and his arms, were inside the goal line. Then okay. But, but let's get back to something. Yeah. When we originally did this show, we talked about goalies and goalie cams and all those things. Mm-hmm. They, the NHL has still not locked it down where they have like every angle in net and goalies are magicians. A lot of goals that are over the line, they obscure view of 
and they don't get called. Let's be real about that. We see it all the time. It's a normal thing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think if they put in a couple of more mini cameras from different angles in the crease, it would be harder for the goalies to do that. Well, the the angle the angle that we saw with the Lundqvist play was the goal cam in the top of the crossbar looking down yeah. at the goal line. I thought they were supposed to put two along the goal line on the posts. Right. I don't think they have that yet. I don't think, I think they have that one yet. But it's getting to the point now, Russ, where they what they should do is just go to the tennis technology. Have the have the. I think so. Yeah, you break the plane, and the light, you know, the the buzzer goes off, and and that's it. You know, and, and if they can't hear it on the ice, they'll hear it in Toronto. Now, yeah. So now, from the Islanders' point of view, um, you know, we've we're continuing to hear you know, that they're going to make some sort of moves before the deadline. Goaltending makes sense. I know that uh, there was something in the hockey news yesterday were saying that Aaron Dell would make sense for the Islanders, and the Islanders have a lot of offense to spare, so that that would work. But you know, again, this is yeah. this Aaron Dell like just getting vaulted into yeah. starter here is is very premature. I'm with you. I mean, like I said last year, I was saying Aaron who, and now yeah. all of a sudden he's being I've traded. seen him play, and, I, and I've seen him play yeah. very competently. But, but, again, we've seen other guys do this very competently. Like, look how good Grubauer looked last night. There's so many games where I see Philip Grubauer and say, wow, this guy is terrific. But then when he's had chances to make multiple starts, he, he's not as good. Well, that was that was the weird thing. That was the next game I was going to talk about. That was the weird yeah. thing. I look at it, it as one nothing shootout. Rangers beat the Capitals. I'm thinking, oh, this must have been a great goaltending duel between Braden Holpe <laughs> and Lundqvist. And it was Pavlik and Grubauer the coming out of the break. I mean, okay. Yeah. Really? I think Pavlich watches shows because he's picked it up in the last three starts. Yeah, it's it's funny because Pavlik's got off to that Pavlik got off to that really bad start, and you were saying, yeah. well, you know, may, maybe they picked up Mazanic. You know, to replace him because he was playing yeah. so badly, and then ever since that happened, he's been really good. You know, now I mean, sometimes you got to be pushed. Yeah, um, he I mean, played great. And last night he was fantastic. Um, another thing I did talk about on Sirius is can Ovi get over sort of like the Ranger curse? He can't. No. He he is terrible against the Rangers. His his shootout shot didn't even hit the net. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin would be the all-time goal-scoring leader if he played the Maple Leafs 82 times. Right. But against the Rangers, he fades. And and, and, against, is, and against Pittsburgh, too, he, he, he disappears. Yeah. But here's the weird thing. The weirder thing is T.J. Oshie is, is going up in the shootout against Pavlik, and he gets stoned. And we're like – and I'm thinking in my mind, wow, this is really bad for the Capitals. Like, Zuccarello scored on his, right? And you expect Zuccarello to score. He's one of the best shootout guys in the league. Yeah. But, you know, when they counter with TJ Oshie, you're pretty sure that TJ Oshie is going to tie it up, and he didn't. And Zabanajad put him ahead in the shootout, and then Ovi misses the shot completely, like just completely misses it. But, again, that's a weird situation too because Ovechkin was in the penalty box mm-hmm. when – the Oats overtime expired. The Rangers had a four on three, and he's allowed to go in the shootout. And I hate that. Um, you have no comment about that. You're just gonna nod. No, no, it? no. I, I, I agree. No, I want to hear your your thoughts on that, Mike. Well, let's move on to the next. <laughs> no, we're not moving on. What do you think about that? I think there's something that's wrong about that. 
Yeah, I I agree. Uh, but you know, I mean, the funny thing How is, you can penalize them a game and then be free to be used. You know, five minutes, not even three minutes after. Well, yeah, I I mean, I think I I mean, I think there should be an adjustment to to the rules that if a guy is in the penalty box at the end of the game, that he shouldn't be allowed to participate in anything. He's gone for the game if they. Right. But you know, I'm not sure the reason why, but. Yeah, it's it's that's sort of. A, I I don't know if that's like at the top of the agenda for the NHL to change change some of the. No, but it's just you know like it's a quirk. It's definitely it's a, quirk. a quirk that I don't think is fair because you know there's no running clock for the shootout, right? right? So you can't say, well, look, the time would have elapsed. It's just hey, the time ran out in overtime. Now it's the shootout. Well, this guy should still sit in the penalty box and watch the shootout from the penalty box. Or from the or from the locker room, you know. No, from the penalty box. I keep him in there, <laughs> like he's prisoner. No, um, he's not prisoner. But like, how do you ever? <laughs> how do you ever? Um, I don't know. You can, you, it's like you you should stay in there for the duration of your penalty. Yeah, you're looking, the, you're looking for a little negative reinforcement. It's like yes, it's like being put in the corner with the dunce cap on. You know, like, yeah, okay, Alan. By the way, I'm looking on NHL. By the way, I'm looking on NHL.com, and it said Alex Ovechkin, Washington save in the shootout. That puck went over the goalie. I don't believe it ever touched Pavlik. Yeah. Um, okay. But whatever. So, yeah. yeah. So um, it has to be annoying for a team that the arch rival is somebody that has their number. And I, that, that just appears to be the case with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, obviously the Penguins for most of the time have been the better of the two teams, but last night Columbus leads four two uh, with about 10 minutes left to go in the third period. Malkin scores, Gunsel scores with about a, a minute, minute and a half left in the third, and then Pittsburgh wins in the shootout 5-4. I can just imagine Tortorella. I didn't see the, the – I did. I saw it. He he was cordial. He shook his head. He was asked a question. Did he feel like it was the youngsters that did this? And he said, no, it was other players. If you looked at it, it wasn't the youngsters. So he So he didn't want to blame the kids, which is good. Mm. That's fine, but he he held back his his anger because that was a game they couldn't afford to do that because they already have a complex against Pittsburgh. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and, and it was reinforced to Pittsburgh that we could just come back anytime against these guys. And all you know, all roads. <laughs> All roads lead through Pittsburgh. I mean, if they get into the yeah. playoffs, even if they're an eight seed, they're and they're they'll be the worst. They'll be exactly like the Kings. They yeah. will be the worst team to face as an eighth seed. The worst. And 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 we're not going to go into the Latang stuff again. But you know, I'm I'm actually going to write about it regarding the Leafs and how I think that would that is a disaster zone that I think Lou Lamorello will avoid because of Latang's injury history and the, the fact that he's got four years left in the contract, but. Um, then, you know, Pittsburgh is going to make some sort of move. Rutherford always makes is proactive. He made a couple moves before the trade freeze. I think he's going to probably try to reinforce and get some forward help. That's what they seem to be focused is looking for forwards, and they probably can get some rental guys before the deadline. So I, I think they're going to re, they're going to restock and try yeah, to. They're going to be fine. I mean, they 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 don't really care where they end up in the standings. This is one team where we can honestly say 
they don't care. Yeah. Now, uh, Montreal struggles continue. Um, they lose three to one to Carolina yesterday, and, and it was the it was the finish explosion. Teravine and Aho with the three Carolina goals. Um, notable Russ Cam Ward started, not Darling, uh-huh. and and Carey Price uh, gets the loss. Now you've said, and I I pretty much agree with you, and I've seen Scott Darling play twice. Um, he hasn't impressed me at all. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ripping the guy. I mean, if you, if you get a four year contract offered for $4 million per season, you're going to take it. And, yeah. you know, it's up to Ron Francis to, you know, to determine whether he's a number one goaltender or not. Uh, I'm skeptical. And I think that his play in the first few months has given rise to more people being skeptical, but, they're still in a race here, and Ward is, even though he's older, is a proven commodity. So I think they have to go with Ward more. I do too. I think it, this is their only chance, and you have him on the team. Darling's locked up, so all you're going to do is just make him want to play more. But right now, they need to win like eight or ten in a row, and you got to ride Cam Ward to do it. I think. Yeah, uh, Predators beat the Blues two to one. Um, I'm wonder, you know, I mean, with the blue, I mean, not to say that the Blues are gonna are gonna struggle, but with now without Fabry and they've had been without him for the entire year, but now without Schwartz for a lengthy period, it's gonna be interesting to watch the Blues and see if they can operate at the same pace as they were doing over the first few months of the year. I, I think they can. I mean. Who was in net for that game? Well, uh, Renee got the win. I saw Renee was in net for for Nashville. I believe it was Allen, but I'll ch- I'll check the box score here. I, I that was one of the games that I. Yeah, no, it was Allen. It was Allen. Okay, so again, Allen certainly did well. This is a game where Nashville, I think, is proving to people now that they're a force. They're going to be a force in the West. They're going to possibly get to the conference final again. Nobody's going to want to face Nashville in the playoffs. Nobody. And uh, the last game we'll talk about uh, was the Edmonton and uh, and Winnipeg. Winnipeg wins four to three. Uh, but the the concern here is Mark Shifley was injured in that game. Favor left the ice favoring. I believe it was his shoulder. Did not oh return, and the comments after the game said that it's a poten- potential to have long-term implications. But they were going to, you know, see what happened. You know, after he got examined today to see the extent of the injury. Now, I know that Edmonton has been hot ever ever since people focused on Edmonton in the recent weeks. They, they sort of turned it around. Uh, they played better on the road. They're, you know, they they separated. And this is what I said, Russ. They separated Dreisaitl and McDavid. They put Dreisaitl as a center on the second line. They put McDavid with uh, Lucic and Pugliarvi, and that's that's worked for them. And now they have more of a, again, a diversified attack. But in this game, and I only saw the highlights, the de- defense is st- even with Sakura back, the defense is still a concern. They have given up 117 goals. They've only scored 111 goals. Just think about that for a minute. You have Connor McDavid on that team. You have Dreisaitl on that team. And you've only scored 111 goals. Like, Colorado has scored more goals. 
Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're not getting the offense that you got last year from, you know, um, from Patrick Maroon. I mean, you know, he was, now he was playing with McDavid, but he was, he was contributing and they're not getting, you know, the top two lines and Nugent Hopkins, I think has had a pretty decent year, but you're not getting the depth of scoring that you did last year. And when all the weights have a losing record at home, yeah, that's really unacceptable. Yeah, and especially for especially for the fans in Edmonton who are paying who are paying big freight for uh, uh, to see those games in that brand new building. So yeah, and that's, that's yeah, sure. like you know, just to give you the example, the difference in how seasons have gone. You know, the Rangers started off so bad; they're fifteen six and three at home, but they haven't lost at home in a while. I think they're like thirteen zero and one. Like I heard some kind of crazy stat mm-hmm. at home lately in, in the last fifteen games. It's it's like. And I know 1301 doesn't add to 15, but I'm just saying as an example. Right. Um, I don't have that stat at my fingertips, but Edmonton is the opposite. And they can't keep rolling like that. Something has to change. Yeah. Now, five points out, you know, and, and here's the thing, too, right? We have to start doing the math. The season now starts to become more playing against conference opponents, right? You're, and, and so now it's harder to gain traction in the standings i mean when you lose like when you win if you're winning if you're winning in in the shootout you're sharing with a division opponent yeah and then you don't get that far and so so like you literally have to win a lot of regulation games against these teams that you know are in your conference And, and here's the thing so they're tied with minnesota for games played they're five points behind but really to make up those five points and i'm not a math major but I'm guessing they'd have to do really, you know, like almost undefeated in nine or ten games. And, and Minnesota would have to, like, win two of ten, something like that, to make up the difference. Well, I think the most daunting task for Edmonton is the fact not only that – I mean, they're five – like you said, they're five points out um, from the from the wild card. They're six points out from third place in their own division. But they have to climb over two teams – that I think that it will be very tough for them to climb over. One is Chicago. Now Chicago yeah. is not the, the Chicago of the past, but they're still, you know, they're they're still in it. They're still in it. They and they have Kane and Taves, and I know that Corey Crawford is Eight games in hand. They have two games in hand on Minnesota, three on Dallas. Yeah, I mean, the 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 the, um, the the one factor Corey Crawford went by, back on the injured list so that means that Anton Forsberg is, and JF Berube are the goalies and that that could hey, this is Forsberg's big chance no yeah. joke i mean it is yeah they could that that could really you know uh fumble their chances and Anaheim is a point ahead of Chicago and i, I think Anaheim is a playoff team now that everybody's healthy they get, so. they get Kessler back yesterday even though they lost so they're they're back to where they should be now it's going to take some time for all those players to sort of get back to the you know, the, yeah. they're, they're the swing of things, but that's going to be tough. You know, if, if San Jose drops out, if I, I don't, it, they may be depending on Vegas to come back down to reality, which I, I don't know if is going to happen, but it's going to be a tough road to hoe for, for Edmonton. And if you yes, good, good cliche, Mike, yeah, good I, I think so. And if you, if you look at the East um, right now, okay. The metropolitan division is nuts. It's, you know, here, New Jersey 49, Washington 47, Columbus 47. Those are the top three. The wild, next two wild card 
next two are the wild card teams, Rangers and Islanders, both tied with the exact same record, 44 points. And then it's Carolina 41, Pittsburgh 41, Philadelphia 38. Yeah. Nobody's out of it. Not even Philadelphia is out of it. And no. you're going to be and you're going to be getting and like you said, you're going to be getting more head-to-head matchups in the uh, in the next half of the schedule than than in the first half usually. And then you look at the Atlantic Division, and there is a nine-point cavern in between third place Boston and Toronto, second and third place Boston and Toronto, and Montreal at thirty-six, Florida at thirty-five. The the race in the Atlantic is unless some unless Carey Price stands on his head for the next month is over with. It's yeah. over. So, all right, uh, we will be back hang tomorrow. On, hang on, no, 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 no. We got a couple quickie things. Okay. So in the Arizona Colorado game, a couple of key things. So Sam Gerard played, which I'm happy to see. Yes. Uh, I cannot tell you enough the disdain that I have for Zach Ronaldo. And look, I covered him here in Philly. He he could be an okay guy. He can. But when you just simply go up to a guy like Gerard, who clearly you're bigger than, and you just punch him in the face, mm-hmm. this isn't slap shot, man. On, it's on, top. on top of what he did to McKinnon before that. Yeah. Now, th- this is this is the thing. When the when the suspension came down last night. I, you know, it was like one of those things where I get a, a tweet on my phone, a little notification on my phone, and it said, Zach Ronaldo suspended, and then it cuts off. <clears throat> I thought it was going to be 10 to 15 games based on the fact that he's been suspended before. And this was just, this was as close to a Bertuzzi type of surprise attack without, yes. without the without the slamming Steve Moore into the ice and breaking his neck that, that I've seen. And they gave, yes. and they gave him six games. I, I think that George Peros and public and and the player safety department really dropped the ball here because this is somebody. It doesn't matter if he's a fourth liner or if he's a goon or whatever. He's a repeat offender, and he did something that really had no it was had no context in the game. It was it was just it was just an, a surprise attack. He should have. Been- to be honest, if I owned that team, I would cut him. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even let him serve a suspension. I would cut him. And and just say, basically that like he embarrassed us because he did. He embarrassed the team. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know why he's there in the first place. Is this is this because is this Tockett? Is it you know he he has a relationship. I guess, I guess Tockett likes him. I you know he can skate and he can penalty kill if that's what you're gonna you know hold your hat on. But at this point, they're a rebuilding team. Just cut the guy. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Now it's nice to see Chickering got on the scoreboard. He's been playing and. You know, this is the second game that he's had points in. That's a nice sign for for Arizona as well. So that's something that's good to see. Lawson Krause got his first goal of the year. I'd like to see those kinds of things pick up for them. So at least for next year, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the young talent and you say, okay, now I can sort of see it. There's, there is there is a ton of talent there. But as, I, as I've said before, you've got situations on that team where if there's no direction, and right now I don't know what the direction is. I mean, you've got yeah. talent like Keller, like Chikrin. You know, Dylan Strom has been up and back from Tucson a couple times. Um, 
you've got those two defensemen. You've got Ekman Larson and you've got Yarmolson, both with a year left in their contracts. And then you, you basically, as an organization, have to determine whether they want to stay around long term or whether they, you know, are just going to take avail themselves of the possibility of moving on and go unrestricted free agent uh, a, a year and a half from now. And if that's the case, then before the deadline or in the summer, Chaika has got to decide, okay, do I just roll do I do I move them? Do I throw money at them? Yeah. And honestly, I, I think that they they have to be proactive here because if Ekman Larson walks for nothing after next year, the organization loses loses out big time. No, I agree. Um here's the stats on Ronaldo. He's played 31 games, three points, he's minus seven. Uh, you know, he'll give you four or five hits a game. He doesn't really block any shots. He doesn't, you know, do anything else. Didn't they go down this road with Steve Downey? Isn't he just like another Steve Downey with less offensive talent? Yeah. And and at this point, I just don't know why he's around. He's got 11 blocks in the year, five takeaways, four giveaways. Like, I just, you know, two face-offs, one, nine lost. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a bad look for Arizona. I don't know why he's on the team. Yeah. All right, uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast. For Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Agello. Thank you for watching, and remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.